Welcome to episode 29 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this is the podcast for you. You are in the right place, and we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Hey, I've been blessed to work with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. And typically, right now is when I would be introducing you to my co-host, who's with me almost every single episode, although in the last few, she has been out because Jennifer Fletcher, she had a baby, and she's still doing that new mom thing, and so she's out for a few weeks, but that's okay because I have with us today our awesome rep, our Georgia rep for Central Georgia, and a good friend, my man Todd Jones. What's up, Todd Jones? How are you, Chris? I don't even like to hear. I don't even do like to do this with you anymore because all of the guys in our unwind group were like, "Man, Todd Jones, you got such a great podcast voice." And nobody ever says that about my voice, but everyone like Todd what, Jones got what, a great podcast yeah. voice. I don't know if I, I shared this before, but I went to Georgia State to do communications. I wanted to be on the radio. I, I must have. And so, you uh, have a good voice for that. So I, I did. I, I wanted to be on the radio, but uh, uh, God had other plans and uh, moved me. And, you know, if I was on the radio, you may know me from a distance, but you get to know me up close because I'm not on the radio and, and do youth ministry. So. <laughs> That's great. I don't, I don't even know I don't what that know, means, but yeah, anyways. So, hey, we're doing this thing, and uh, we're really excited. Uh, before we jump into today's episode, uh, friends, do us a favor, and please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. So if you're using a podcast you know, app right now, there should be a way for you to subscribe to that. If you're not sure, ask a teenager. I say that all the time. Uh, and then also, it would be awesome if you would just take the time to leave us a review. It really does help us out uh, and helps get the word out um, when people are searching for youth ministry podcast. So that would be huge for us. So please take the time to do that. Uh, you could give us an early Christmas present and take, take and do that. So, um, Hey Todd, uh, let's tell everybody what we're talking about today. Yeah, we've got an amazing topic. We're talking about building trust with parents as volunteers build trust with parents. I think this is huge. I mean, as a youth pastor, would you say, we know that as a youth pastor, Todd, you have a responsibility that you need to build trust with parents. I don't know that we talk a lot about how our volunteers also need to build trust with parents. Well, I mean, I, I'm not just a youth pastor. I'm also a right. parent. And right. so, yeah. you know, I've, I've seen, um, you know, one, one of my uh, children, freshman in college now, and now, and I've got a 10th grader and an eighth grader. And so, um, you know, these, my volunteers are, are building trust with, with my wife, Jennifer and myself and, uh, not Jennifer Fletcher, but Jennifer Jones. Uh, and so we are, we are building, building trust with one another, uh, as, as we kind of grow, um, even though I'm the, the student pastor at, at my church, those volunteers are still, I'm, I'm trusting them to, to, um, you know, again, step in the lives of my kids that they might be somebody my students can, my kids, my children can talk to, not just my students. Yeah, I love this. And, you know, this has been true all the years I've been, been able to do youth ministry. I recognize that this is this really matters. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we think of, man, we're volunteering to work with a teenager. But in all actuality, the work we do with a teenager is going to impact parents as well. And in the as we were prepping, we started talking about this from a standpoint of why this matters, right? So and we actually come up with a couple of different scenarios here because I think this really does play out kind of interesting. You know, building trust, it matters for 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 parents who don't know Jesus because building trust could actually end up leading to an opportunity 
for us to share Christ or for them to turn to Jesus because they, they see something happening there and we could share Christ with them. That's right. And, and we talked a little bit about, um, about being a bridge, yeah, right. um, for that volunteer to be a bridge. Um, you know, our, our responsibilities as Christ followers are to really turn on a light, um, and build a bridge, um, that can withstand the weight of the truth we have to share. And so, yeah, so that is so important when we look into, to building trust with, with parents, especially those that are outside the church, um, that we are that bridge between, um, the church, but also that bridge between um, that family maybe becoming Christ followers or that parent becoming a Christ follower. Yeah, because over the years, you and I have both heard stories where whatever, you know, whatever kid ends up coming to youth group because they get invited to youth group and maybe they make make a decision for Jesus and they start coming. And the parent ends up seeing that. And and, and as a result of that, that ultimately can kind of lead to that parent making that decision and in that small group leader, that volunteer, that Sunday school leader, whatever that is, a lot of times they're the going to be the point of contact for that. So it's huge. That's right. Yeah. And so building trust really matters when it comes to that. Now, the other side of that, that we thought about how building trust for parents who are Christ followers, like that really matters as well, because ultimately if you've got a parent who is in fact involved in the church and is a Christ follower, they're going to ultimately be the gatekeepers for our efforts to work with their teenagers. So they're going to be the ones who get to decide whether or not we can or cannot, um, whether or not they get them involved in the things we're trying to get them involved in because they get to make that call. Right. And I, I think about it like, like, you know, Jesus talked about the, the sheep and the gate, um, along the way. And, and, you know, that's, that's really what our volunteers are, are they are, they are guarding that gate, and they are allowing um, the, I guess the the what 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 do we use there the the bad things yeah, yeah. keep those out and continue to to build the the truth continue to build what um, we want to give our students on a regular basis and and again that that bridge we talked about it is is they are bridging again whatever parents are uh, Christian parents are talking about at home. We again yeah. are that bridge to continue that conversation in a small group and and be a place of landing for a lot of their teenagers. Because Chris, you you know this as well as I do. Sometimes, um, and and my kids are the same way. Uh, sometimes our own children may not want to have a conversation with us. They may not want to tell us everything. But man, I'm glad that there were volunteers in my kids' life and our volunteers in my kids' life, so they have a place that they can have a conversation, even though they don't want to tell me everything. They may tell somebody else, and that volunteer is there to to be that bridge. Yeah, there's no doubt, and and honestly, man, I, I, when I look at both of my kids now, you know, college age, one married and out of college age, I, I really think back to the volunteers that they had in their lives and how they poured into. And honestly, they were the kind of volunteers we trusted you know, to impact our kids. And, and as a result, I really think they made a huge difference, you know, and ultimately in that, in case you've not heard, I like that word bridge. Another way to think of that. And we've been, you know, we said this in the pre-show prep as well is really, you know, really for both, whether it's a Christian family or a non-Christian family, when it comes to parents, that small group leader, a lot of time is going to be the first point of contact. You know, if something goes down in that family where they need help, they need somebody to step in because of an emergency or a tragedy, whatever that might look like. Um, a lot of times that, that small group leader is the person they think of, of, of first. 
And the reason that it makes sense too, you know, because that's the adult that's been pouring into their kid's life and there's something going on with their kid affecting their kid. It could be something as simple as, I don't say simple, that's not the right word. It could be something like, um, you know, a close family member has died and they're just saying, Hey, can you reach out to my kid and encourage them? It could be something like the parents are going through divorce and we needed you. I mean, so many layers of possibilities there, but you and I both were talking about, I mean, we both have seen this happen over the years. Right. And I think, you know, again, uh, as some of you as volunteers may not be in a church that has a student pastor and so, and, or, or a youth pastor or youth leader. And so you are that point of contact and, and again, don't diminish the role that you play. You are so, so valuable at your church and the role that you play in, in the teenagers' lives, but also in the lives of parents. So hopefully, you know, we're trying to make a case for why it matters. Hopefully you've kind of already bought into that if you're listening right now. And we probably don't really have to convince you that building trust matters, right? Uh, but those are some of the heartbeat and kind of the passion behind it. So we've got five, what we think are five ideas that can help move this ball forward a little bit, if you will. Right. And, um, and honestly, it, for, it starts with something that's really kind of simple. And when I asked uh, Todd about it, I was like, Todd, should we include this? Like, cause I feel, you know, but I think it matters here. And, and the first idea would just simply be this, try to get to know them. What is their name? What do they do? You know, what's their family life like? Try to get to know those parents. And, and, and once I started thinking about it, you know, that's not necessarily, obvious because we're actually, you know, we're actually called to work with the teenager. They're the ones on our Sunday school role or their small group role or whatever that is. But realistically, there's an opportunity. Now, how that happens, multiple ways could happen. You know, you could just, you know, try to ask good questions to the kid, you know, that's in your group. You could even do some type of like paper survey where you have kids fill out information where you get that inform, you know, information, but boy, getting to know them is really going to make a huge difference there. Yeah, and you know one of the things that uh, we face uh, at our church sometimes, and and maybe you you guys out there face this as well, getting to know them, getting to know like their job, their work schedule, because there are some some parents that work late at night and they can't come to youth group on Wednesday night or Sunday night or Tuesday night because of, of whenever you do your your group or. Um, you know, parents work late on Saturday night, and so they they can't get up for for Sunday school or small group on Sunday morning. And so knowing what they do, kind of their schedule, and then also, you know, you don't have to pry or ask questions, but sometimes just kind of knowing, you know, their their socioeconomic mm-hmm. situation, you may you may be able to sponsor their child to go to camp or go to a go to an event. And so, you know, again, don't pry on that. But but you you kind of get an idea of of where they are, where they land as a family, and that that only comes when you get to know that yeah, parent. Yeah, that's big, man. That's real big. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, you've got number two there. Yeah, and and I love this one because um, again, Jennifer and I did not do a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> well, she did a lot of great. I, was things. Say, I think Jennifer I did. did great. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Jennifer did a great job. I did not. But but when we brag on their kids when given a chance, it just you know to know and and you know this as well is when you hear somebody talk about your your children and and you know I, uh, my youngest led his Christian club uh, about two weeks ago and we got a we got a text from from some of oh, our huge. friends that are involved in that. 
and and just you know just how how he was doing man that just made my daddy heart yeah, man. just just no swell doubt. my, my you know? daughter just did so, a female where she was a leader and another leader was yeah. there like did the old like took a picture of her doing her thing and sent it to me you know and just saying, oh, oh man, Abby's doing a great job discipling and loving these girls. Yeah. I was like, oh man, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, so as a as a volunteer, as a a leader, um, take the time because a lot of times teenagers, uh, especially depending on where they are, what their school situation is, sometimes we catch them doing the bad stuff, and we forget to catch them doing the good yeah, stuff. Yeah. We've talked about that so, sort of idea before. We have podcast, yeah, you know, but even back when but, we talked about, you know, we've yeah. done a par- another parent episode back in episode 10 that's similar, but it's yeah. not the same. Um, it's talking about just how can we encourage parents, and that would be one of the ways right. to encourage. But we also think that it builds trust. Yeah, absolutely. And we, and we you know, and I was a little nervous about it. I was like, Todd, can, I mean, does it feel like we're being underhanded? Like when we do that, and, you know, I talked about that because, and I think you could do it in that way. You could do it as you're just trying to play that game and you really don't. But but most of the time, I don't think you are. I mean, most of the time, you genuinely are trying to be an encouragement to those parents, which is, as a result, they're going to, you know, it's going to, you're going to gain trust with them, which is a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's another one. Um, so here's where we are. You know, number one, try to get to know them, you know, learn to name. Number two, brag on the kids when given a chance. Uh, number three, just practice wise and appropriate contact and communication with their children. So now we're listen, we're just acknowledging that we are in 2023 and that being wise and appropriate with the way they the way we work with teenagers really does matter and it helps us to build trust with parents if we're doing that the right way. Now Todd, you brought this one to the table and we we kind of mapped this thing out because I think there's a lot of depth we could probably do a whole episode just on this, right? You know. Um but Really, we just kind of threw out like, man, when you're texting them, when you're when you're providing counsel, social media, but unpack that a little bit more for us. Yeah, one of one of the things that we do is I I try to make sure that um, if I have a leader who is going to text a student, that they they you know definitely males text males, females text females, um, but also have another leader on that text, um, and if they don't have a leader. Uh, leading with them, um, you know, maybe you're the only you're the, the only leader in your church that's working with with youth. Um, put put your pastor on there. Um, you know, use a a system to cover to cover you to protect you, and and that's that's really again. This in no way is accusatory. No, this is, this is smart. protection. Twenty twenty three. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's being wise. Um, it's protection for you, protection for the student, protection for the parents, and protection for the church as well. Um, and so, again, when you're when you're counseling, that you you don't go into a closed room by yourself. That you know that maybe you take somebody yeah, with totally. you. But again. All those things just to protect you. Social media, um, you know, just be wise. If you're going to, let's say it this um, way, Todd. If you're going to volunteer with teenagers, what you put on social media matters. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to cost you possibly the freedom to just put whatever the heck you want out there. Like when political season rolls around, you know, you're going to need to be careful, you know, or you're going to quickly draw, you know, draw a line and maybe – cause a parent not to trust you just simply because of what you put out there on social media. Just be smart, you know, with that. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And, and again, I think we said the word 
wise. Be wise. Be wise. Because yeah. wisdom is so huge. Yeah, you know, I've said this too, to man. Like, trust. listen, if, you, if you're texting, you know, like you don't need to text in a way you were just like, like you text a buddy, you know? Like mm. you can't be texting teenagers like, hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? You know, like, yeah. like you have to be intentional with that. Hey, I know you had a test today that we were praying for on Sunday. How did that go? You know, right. pray, you know, continue to pray. And, and honestly being careful about just how often I would say as well, you're texting. I think that matters as yeah. well. Because again, what parents not going to go, why is that 30 something year old texting you all, or that 40 something year old texting you all the time? But yeah. That, yeah. And, and that's, and that's important for parents to uh, have that radar up as well. And so that's, and again, that's why we're talking about totally, building trust, totally. um, you know, is, is because a parent could have their radar up and if they don't trust you, we're, we're in trouble there. So, all right. Um, the next one is be consistent and do what you say you're going to do. Um, if you say you're going to show up somewhere, show up. If you say you're going to do something, do that thing. And so I think this is very, very important when we talk and about we building get, trust. We get, we're talking to volunteers. We get that. You know, we understand that. But even in volunteer world, like we've all had that moment where that one parent says they're going to bring donuts, doesn't bring donuts, and you're like, what the heck? You know, like, yeah. like it yeah. matters. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and even even for us, uh, you know, and, and you you probably had these situations where you you told somebody, "Hey, I'm going to be at your thing Friday night." And then something comes up in in your life um that you can't. So, make sure you call those parents. Make sure you text Jeez. those parents. Make sure you make an effort because again, if you just don't show up or don't do the thing that you said you're going to do, you know, that that just that diminishes that relationship diminishes that trust that you're trying to yeah. build. It's kind of a simple one, but man, it's important. It's important. Yeah. And part of that also would be, you know, this fifth idea here is just to communicate. Well, now we expect our youth pastors to get paid, you know, or if you happen to have, we, we expect that from them. We expect that from the church we expect that, you know, in work type environments and all of that. But man, you know, um, if you're a volunteer and you're working with teenagers and you're doing this little fun thing, you know, this fun outing this coming Sunday, communicating well really matters. And be clear. Let me just be clear. Let me communicate well on what I mean by this, right? This means that you're not just simply trusting the kids on the fly to give all of that information to their to their parents. Because yeah, chances are it's not going to get there, right? You know, we're leaving at whatever time and you got to have this. The parents are going to be wondering that information. So figuring out a system to communicate, not just with your teenagers that are uh, you're being entrusted with, but also with their parents, you know, um, I think that part, uh, you know, would be, would be huge and lots of different ways you could do that. You could have a text group, you know, um, you could do a group me or something like that. You could even, you know, have an email thread that you do those kind of things with, but communicating well, trying to get that information out there is huge, but it also helps you with this right here. It all helps you be, also helps you be an advocate for your youth group when big things are coming. So if you're communicating on a regular basis with some of the small things, and then all of a sudden camp signups about to happen for you to also help and communicate that that's going to be huge. Yeah. And that's, it's so true because we, we had an event for our middle schoolers and my young, youngest son's middle schooler and that community was communicated well. And you know, how much money are they supposed to bring? Where are we going to meet? Great. Are they eating there? You know, all those things that as we communicate, all those things need to be answered 
Um, and that, again, that helps parents out so much to have those answers there in either a text or an email. Right. And we think all these things will help build trust with parents. And we think ultimately, as a volunteer, small group leader, Sunday school leader, whatever that is you're getting to do with teenagers, that that really does matter. What they are, five five ideas real quick. Try to get to know them. Brag on their kids when you're given a chance. Practice wise and appropriate contact. Be consistent and do what you say you're going to do and to communicate well. It's good stuff. Todd, thanks for being on here today, man. This was fun. Yeah, I totally yeah, That does it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us today, folks. We really do appreciate your time. Hey, if you have any ideas on what we could do for an episode, we really would love to hear from you. You can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. You can find that in the show notes page and uh, don't forget, don't forget to hit that uh, subscribe button and leave a review that really does help us out. And be sure to join us for episode three zero. Yeah, we're, we're getting older. Uh, as we cover the topic basics of discipling, get in on this one right here. This one, this one I'm a little excited about because we're going to talk about like, we know as a, like a Sunday school leader, you know, or a Bible study leader, whatever, you know, you're, you're called to teach and do that thing. But what are some of the basics though, when you get into that nitty gritty discipling stuff right there? Right. So it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. Hey, special thanks to the Georgia Baptist mission board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. We're especially thankful for churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. It really does make a difference in moments like this today as we're talking through mics and things that we have to pay for in order to get this thing out there. So, hey, if you ever need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash nextgen, also in the show notes page. And we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Mm -hmm.